0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cast. I'm your host Molly Edwards and today in part two of the amazingly named Wellness Diaries I have Mia Blair joining me. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It's nice to have you on the podcast, a very newly qualified IFBB Pro, is that the word? Yes, long time in the making but finally got it. Mm-hmm. I... It's one of them, isn't it, like with you, that it was always like it was going to happen it's just always been a case of when isn't it
1: yeah but it starts to feel like it's never going to happen like the amount of times literally got PTSD from being stood at the side of the stage and hearing like and you're new IFBB Wellness Pro is and then someone else's number and someone else's name again and again and again honestly like I was about to burst into tears because I I just felt like I'd already lost like when I actually got it I was just like, oh, I just want to go home, just like get me off the stage. But it worked out. So, how many
0: pro qualifiers had you done before you won it? Six. Not all last year, were they? Um, I, did, um,
1: I did three in my first year and three in my third year. So, yeah, I won it on the sixth. Yeah, so but that, that that goes for overalls as well I'm referring to so I've never won an overall with two bros other than that when I got my pro card so not even at a regional so it was like the PTSD of Ian just always saying someone else's number it's <laughs> like oh for <laughs> sake but yeah
0: yeah not no you say it I'm like you didn't ever win an overall with two bros did you no what? I didn't actually
1: get a, I've still not got a two bros so I would really like one. I was hoping that I would get one with my
0: pro card, but I didn't get one, so that's still sorry about that. But never mind. What was it? Not a two bros show that you won at? Was it? Yeah, but normally oh, you get a sword. I just I, the card was the most important thing. I'm not. I'm. You
1: know, that's. I'm happy with that. But I was hoping for a sword.
0: Never mind. Complete your collection of swords.
1: Yeah, I, I've. I've yeah, I've won I think four overalls and I've got one sword, but the the belts from NFM are pretty cool. To be fair, I got do you
0: have a PCA overall?
1: Yeah, I've got a, a PCA sword there.
0: Oh, I've got a PCA and a FitX. Which you won a sword for that, didn't you? No, the FitX.
1: So I would won PCA. That was a sword. I won FitX. That was like a really long tall. Yeah. Um, and then the the NFM best poser the nfm or the one that i did in 2021 what was it the i don't know what it was called that one um and then finally T bruce oh
0: yeah because now you say it, actually you didn't because the that fix was the expo one and i think it was at a last minute show they didn't have a sword so you didn't have swords and that's the only show they haven't given swords out for
1: i know so it's <laughs> The universe does not want me to have swords. That's what I'm starting to realize. But do you know what? I've got a nice different array of you know overall achievements. So I'll take it.
0: Yeah, different belts and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's I think the belts are really cool to be fair. Do like you? yeah, they're on my shelf. They're like it's like WWE style, isn't it? I love it. So yeah, they're on display. Um, but yeah, love my belt.
0: So what got you into bodybuilding in the first place? Like what got you into kind of like training? And then from that training, you were like, I'm going to go and compete.
1: So I had a pancake ass, to be honest. So I started going to the, so I used to like, I used to sprint. So that was like my obsession from being big enough to run, I guess, um, right the way through primary and secondary school. Um and my dream from, like, as old as, you know, as little as I was to actually, like, say this is what I want to be when I'm older, it was to be an Olympian. Like, I, I was like, I want to represent Team GB and, you know, be a, a, an athlete. And, you know, that was always, like, the goal. Um, But then as I got older, that the priorities obviously switched. And then I got to 18 and I was like, okay, like, i I care a lot about how I look now like I'm, I've gone from being 15 with a six-pack that I was skinny but like I just I had a full-on six-pack just because I did not stop moving I did every single like school activity like and then you get to college and everything slows down and I just got like a little bit chubbier and lost my shape and I was just like no like this can't happen so started the gym started my growth journey doing every bad exercise under the sun um and then like started doing my PT qualification and decided that I wanted to do that part-time as well and then I was in work one day and, and somebody just randomly said to me like oh like you're really into the gym and just like based on like how you look I think like you'd be good at competing and I was like what do you mean competing and he was like you know like bodybuilding and I was like yeah but those girls are like massive I don't want to look like that and I was n- not aware at all of like the bikini division or like I was just picturing like huge butch you know women um which at the time I was just like oh my god no because I'd grown up like thinking I was huge just because I had like quite a toned physique and everyone else you know and I'd, I'd muscle just from literally doing every sport and everybody yeah. really did so I just felt big all the time Pardon? how old are you I'm 26.
0: Yeah, so you're a bit younger than me because we were growing up, and it was all like in the nineties. It's all very much like early two thousands. Everyone was like really, really skinny, and like you had to be a size zero, and that was, that was it. And I think people, though times now have changed, and it's like you can be whatever shape you want. We still grew up with that.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah, my perception of how I looked wouldn't have been as warped as it was if I yeah had grown up in this time. I'd have probably seen myself the way I do now. But yeah, it was um yeah, it, it was just I I just wanted to be confident in how I looked. And then when I felt like I'd achieved that, I was like, okay, well, like what now? And I, I Googled bodybuilding and the first thing that came up was some like IF. I don't even it was some just random, random show that was like in Bolton. I don't know what it was. Um and it was like Mr. Bolton or something like that. And then the, the again, I was scared of muscles. So like I was looking at these girls, like, oh my god, I died, what are you on about, Tony? I don't want to look like that. And then I He was like, no, Google the Olympia, Google Miss Olympia. So I was like, okay. So then I saw the bikini girls and I saw like Isa Puccini and I was like, oh, okay, like, no, this <laughs> yeah, is what I can do. So, yeah. And then from there, I just hired uh, a coach. I was working with Joe Ballinger. Um, I was with Joe Ballinger for like two and a half years. And, yeah, from there, um, I tried to do my first prep. Lockdown came got to three weeks out and went into a massive binge, which I'd struggled to to get out of, got really fat. um, And then I had nothing else to do other than train. So I just trained relentlessly to the point where I ended up outgrowing the division accidentally. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do PCA bikini trained because PCA bikini trained was a different look back then, in my opinion. Like it was just a big bigger bikini girl it wasn't like absolutely like not it now it's like bigger but also absolutely shredded to the bone yeah, like
0: it's like ridiculously yeah like standard bikini is insane
1: it's changed so much I, I genuinely believe Claire Murphy like she's a phenomenal athlete I think Claire Murphy changed the direction that that division went in from, what, from the point where she, when she won that first time and, like, got a pro card, it was just like, okay, well, this is what we want now. And before that, it was a much more, like, kind of, like, stocky version of a bikini girl, not body fat-wise, but, like, just, you know, sh- just shape-wise, muscle belly-wise. Like they were just thicker, thicker bikini girls. So that's where I thought I would fit. Um, say again, sorry? It wasn't
0: brownness in PCA then, was there? No, no. So... Even when I competed in twenty twenty one,
1: there wasn't well there wasn't wellness in PC. I don't think in twenty twenty two.
0: I think that was the first. Yeah, it was because yeah. I had Hassie on here um, last week, and she was the first person to win a wellness class with PC, yeah. and that would have been twenty twenty two. Yeah,
1: I I was the first. first wellness girl to win an overall with PCA. So that's how I know it's 2022 because there's no way they would have gone a whole year without giving out, you know, an overall um, award to a wellness girl. So, yeah. But yeah. And then obviously, yeah, there was the the whole saga of being in the wrong division and that was torturous. Um, So did you
0: with PCA then in bikini trained? Uh
1: no, I never got the opportunity to really because the first show I ever did was in the April of 2021. Um and I literally entered first time as bikini, junior bikini, um and open class A. And then I literally got on stage and it they like get you on stage, judge you, then you go off. And they judge the next class. Go after it, and then obviously before they go into the open classes, they get everyone on in like class by class for the for the awards. And obviously, there was in the first timers class. I got first call out. I got put into the centre. I then got because there was there was a really a lot of us on stage. I don't even know how many. All I know is that I had cramp in my entire body, and I was the first one on stage. And I had to stand there while every other girl did her eye walk, her, like, ridiculously long eye walk. And I felt like I was on there for about three hours. And I was in so much pain. But anyway, so I got first call out, sent the stage. I'm thinking, oh, well, this is good. Like, I know it's my first show, but I, I know what this means. And then I'm like, I get moved to the outside. And I'm like, okay, so sometimes that's going to mean, you know, they've, they've decided you're the winner and you're off to the outside. or Because two aren't like other federations, like, usually the person that ends in the middle is is going to be the winner um and that is literally most of the time they don't or like they're not ones for throwing kind of curveballs and I, I don't mean just two i mean like the like NPC in general um just obviously competing with others as well um yeah it's it's usually a good indication but anyway they were just comparing me against the other girls and then obviously when it came to awards fifth 4th third second i'm like okay so maybe i've won and then no dead last um but they actually like stopped so i came on again then for jun- for the junior bikini awards and i was just like like what? Why am I even going to get up here? And this was this was where like it was actually traumatic. Like I know so many people will have experienced this as well. There is nothing worse than there being four girls on stage and only three get called forward. I think uh, for judging panels going forward. Please call that fourth girl forward. Like I've seen other federations do it now, but like that wasn't the case with me. I was left at the back of the stage, on my own, and I was just like, "Oh my god! I literally hate bodybuilding. I never want to do this again." Like I've because I'd grown up like putting my heart and soul into sport and and winning. So like I... and I'd gone into that with the expectation of winning. Like I wasn't just going to make the numbers up, and I certainly wasn't going to come last. And I was just so like soul destroyed. Um, but they stopped the live stream. Like, well, they didn't even stop the live stream. They The head judge actually got up from the table and came backstage in the middle of it and with Ian and was just like, um, we like love your look. Like, you have a phenomenal physique, but unfortunately, like, you're just way too big for this division. He was like, you need to go into wellness and you can come back tomorrow and. Um, competing wellness because they had two shows back-to-back because obviously
0: lockdown messed
1: around with you know Um, the day
0: because I did the tent as well but I think you did the one before me then in the tent where they'd got like a weekend and they'd got one on the Saturday one on the Sunday yeah I did
1: both I was bikini on the Saturday and wellness on the Sunday um and then obviously I came back the next day and yeah I won my classes so that was good but yeah, traumatic experience. And please, judges, don't leave that fourth person still at the back of the stage. It's absolutely horrible. I just wanted the ground to swallow me up,
0: it was horrible. Yeah, it's not great, is it? And it's obviously like it is I think a lot of people when they've been moved classes before, like I've moved people on stage, I've been like, You're in the wrong class that you need to move. And it's not like people always think it's like a such a negative thing. But it's not. It's because as a judge, like, you think, like, oh, that person's better suited in that class. And then, like, the case of you, like, you actually are. Like, if you just done that that day and then were, like, this is horrible I never want to do bodybuilding again, never did it again, like, you'd never be where you are now.
1: No, I know. But I, I honestly don't know if I could have carried on had I not have had that show to do the next day. I don't think I could have, you know, gone home feeling how I did because I went back to the hotel I had a mackie's I had about five cream eggs I literally cried non-stop for the entire evening and then the next day I went on stage with basically a beer belly like it still looked I don't know where all that food stayed inside me so I don't know like (laughs) how how it hid (laughs) but you can see the difference in my midsection um but yeah it like I just was in self-sabotage mood then I was just like I'm so over it I don't want to do it and yeah m- my partner at the time was just like no we're already here we should pay for another night in the hotel and do it so I was just like fine so yeah and then it all works out in the end
0: <laughs> <sighs> you were saying to me about like when that happened like looking in the mirror and like just seeing someone completely different
1: Yeah so obviously I'd grown up well just being a little bit older when you start like looking at yourself and and, you know kind of just being more aware of, of your kind of physique and how other people will perceive it so I was going out every weekend drinking every weekend my friends were very small and slight and slim and I know now, when I look back, that I was also very small, slight, and slim, but I had a small amount of definition—just a small amount. I didn't train up a body; I only trained glutes, but it was enough for me to look in the mirror and be like, "All I can see is like these big traps, um, and like like big shoulders, and like musly arms." Um, and I remember like an ex ex, maybe even ex boyfriend, um, like said to me one day, like, "Oh, you've got lesbian arms." I think I was like, must have been 20. And that was literally like so emotionally scarring for me. And that, it was weird because then I was like, okay, bodybuilding kind of like validated then how I saw myself. Mm. And I was like, okay, so I've got, I'm meant to have muscle now because I'm a bodybuilder. And then I was like, okay, well, now I'm actually really small. I need to grow. So then obviously I started training up a body, like grew my body a lot. Um, but then I started looking at other bikini girls and I'm, I'm like, okay, wait, no, now I'm massive. Like I need to scale back. And then obviously got on stage as a bikini athlete, got told I was wellness, literally got back to the hotel, looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I'm absolutely tiny. I can't be a wellness athlete, but it was so bizarre. Cause I was looking in that za- exact same mirror in that exact same hotel room, 24 hours before saying I am huge. Like ha- why am I so much bigger than all these girls? And literally, you know, 24 hours, it, was, it wasn't even 24 hours later. it was that morning to that night. I was like, oh, my God, I'm tiny. Like, what What am I going to do? It, it was so weird. I was just seeing something completely different. And it was literally just because, what, like, a title had changed, like, a changed division. It was, yeah, absolutely crazy.
0: Did you um know much about the wellness class when you went into that second day competing in it or not really? not at
1: all like wellness hadn't even been in the olympia yet like that wellness they'd only done one other show with wellness in prior to that it was the only show that was like allowed in covid the year before um or maybe two because i think it was a regional and a pro qualifier potentially um but yeah no i knew nothing about it even (laughs) the head judge didn't even know i said is it quarter turns or is it front and back and he said it's front and back and i was like Wait, are you sure for wellness is front and back? And he's like, Yeah. So I was like, Okay, well that's easy. I don't even need to change anything. And then I got on stage and he went, Call cool, a turn to the right. And I was just like, Oh my god, I'm so unprepared. And then I was yeah. just like, did some weird shit and then just got to the side and then I was just like, Oh fucked it, like I'm gonna lose now. But I didn't. So
0: I guess as well, they probably had some like oh, we literally moved I guess Yeah,
1: it's got me a bit of slack. <laughs> yeah i entered into the vision 10 minutes ago, but
0: yeah. Was that the only one that you did then that year? No, so I did,
1: that was the year that I, so my next year after that was the British finals. So I went into like a growth phase, like there was 13 weeks between like, I guess I had a bit of time off, and then there's thirteen weeks between you know that starting point and the British finals. Yeah. So I did the British finals. Um, I had no expectation from that show. Like my oh my god, that show! I was so ill. I I'd taken water out tablets right. I I took the amount I was told to take. Bear in mind, but um, I it was like four tablets short of a full packet of water out tablets so you can imagine on my tiny little five foot body what, what an impact that made yeah. and I was literally profusely sweating like non-stop bear my mind I had talon as well um I was throwing up I had diarrhea I couldn't stand up because I was going to pass out like and I was like, like, I've just never experienced anything like it. I was on the phone to my nan crying my eyes that, like, I can't do the show, like, I need to go to hospital, but, like, I don't want to miss out, like, I've worked so hard, da, da, da. Um And I was... I went to the scenes where Sainsbury's, like, my clothes were, like, wet, stripped wet through, and I, I went to the chemist, and I was like, I need help, like, I, I can't stop sweating, and I explained what happened, and he was like, oh, well, um, it's probably just a bit of nerves, but, it, like, you can't do anything about the tablets because, you know, they need to just get out of your system. So I was just like oh my God, like, so, so there's nothing to counteract like this experience. he's like, no. So I was just like, right. So went back, I was putting my makeup on and it was literally just like dripping off my face. And the worst part was obviously my electrolyte balance was way out the window. And every time I I wrenched to like throw up, I got a cramp all over my body. Like, yeah, my abs, my back, my freaking like legs. I, I, my whole body was just one big cramp. Um... And I was sat backstage. I made it, but I was sat backstage, like literally, like just nearly passing out because I had no food, no water, no. I didn't put anything in to stop myself from like throwing up. Um and Sophie Brewster was like giving me um like chocolate backstage and stuff, and everyone was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Um, but i just, that fit. I had like a similar kind of like drying out protocol on the first show as well. And I got on stage, I literally took two steps in my heels and my calves completely like cramped up, like shot straight up my legs, both of them. And it nearly like dropped me to my knees. Um, And as I was, when I explained about that first show and I was the first one out and I was stood there waiting. The reason why I was in so much pain is because my entire body was like just cramping on and off, like everywhere. Okay. And I was like trying so hard to keep a straight face. But I was in so much pain and like I remember like obviously like Joe and Jace as as well was like smile, smile, smile so in I'm, <laughs> I'm pain, say. can't smile. Um but yeah, that British ex- British finals experience um that like night and day was crazy. And yeah, two weeks after that, obviously I won I won both the classes. I missed out on the pro card by one point at that show, mm-hmm. um which I'm glad about now because it's been a whole journey. It's been a whole experience and I've loved it. But yeah, it, I was so close even then, but the value that the pro card had at that point was nowhere near what it was by the time I actually got it. Um. So yeah, I'm glad I, I had all of those failures to actually get there. But yeah, then I did the FedEx two weeks later and that's where I won my first overall. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. You're good then. You definitely wellness from the start. But yeah, that's I never knew that you went through all that with the... Diuretic but do you know what I think it is? It's because on the packets of these, it says, like, oh, take this many, but that's for like a male bodybuilder. And like, if you're a male bodybuilder, like your other half takes that ideal, he's loving life. Yeah. But those of you that are listening, that's if you've never met me, you're very short as well. Yeah, good question. No, and if you then take that same amount, you've got to think, like, you compared to like joey it's like it's a big difference there yes
1: this wasn't actually even uh like a you know like a it wasn't um like a peak max or a h2o remove or something like that it was literally water balance tablets from boots for for females that are obviously on a cycle and don't want water retention but you're meant to take like like two to four tablets depending on the brand yeah Um, like you take them and then two hours later you take you know, another say two to four. But what you don't do is take four tablets, roughly. I can't fully remember now. from see years ago. Um, every every two hours from twelve or something like that. I don't, I can't remember exactly, but whatever it was because i I did it for three shows but i i just took less for the FedEx show because i was like there's a pattern here like this isn't i'm fucked. like this can't be normal so um yeah i just took less and then all i had on the FedEx morning was graphic but diarrhea and then i I didn't have the profuse sweating and the vomiting and stuff like that but i just took slightly less but obviously going forward I never took those tablets ever again um
0: (laughs) the best
1: (laughs) yeah and I've had clients take them in the past but obviously it's like two tablets like before bed two tablets in the
0: morning if needed and then that's it so a lot less a A lot lot
1: less less. I think
0: people put a lot of um People think like these diuretics are like the magic pill that's gonna, and they need more and they need more because it's all of a sudden like any fat that's on them is just gonna disappear with these pills. They just chuck loads in. And then the problem is like, really, they can have quite a negative effect.
1: Yeah, 100%. I like, not just from like, the the cramping point of view, but obviously unless you're someone who holds fullness really well, you're just gonna get really flat. I'm lucky to hold fullness really well, so even even though I took all of that, like and I was completely empty, I never once looked flat on stage. I was flat, but my muscle bellies don't look flat. Yeah, flat. yeah, 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 but then they look crazy when they're full. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. It, I, I'm lucky in that sense but obviously not everybody is is gonna be lucky in that sense so you have to be really careful with diuretics
0: yeah drink your water yes. um, but yeah it definitely it, it's funny because when you look back at that now you're like oh, I'm glad I didn't win that and like there's so much obviously knowing you in your life would be completely different if you'd never then gone on and done that foot X show
1: yeah 100% no 100% um, the facture was was like surreal. It was it was weird being on stage, and I was like, "Did you see me at that show?"
0: Yeah, I was there.
1: Uh, yeah. You... yeah, I I just um, is that where I met you then? I oh, know.
0: Yeah, I think we probably did meet then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I just like. I was like a deer in headlights. I'd never been on stage like ever in my life from dancing from a little kid. I'd never been on stage and been able to see the audience before. So I just was like, I don't know where to look. And then I kept like oh. being like, oh, look at the judges. And then I'd like forget again. And I'm like looking around, like, oh. but like, what? Everyone's staring at me. Like, obviously, everyone's staring at me. I'm on stage, but I was on stage on my own as well, which is like, <laughs> I was like, fuck's sake. I don't want to do this on my own. Um, But yeah. Is what it is.
0: At least you won the overall, though. At least you, yeah, you won. One. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that was the first one my mum had um ever come to watch as well. So it was a oh. good one to uh to win the overall. So yeah,
0: that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, did you ever consider like figure or anything, or like another class, or was it just like bikini, and then you just fell into wellness?
1: Yeah. I in fact, when I even. It was definitely never going to be another class. Um, but as soon as I started training legs again, because I stopped training legs from like April of twenty twenty, was it April? No, July of twenty twenty to April of twenty twenty one. I just stopped training legs. I was only like just doing glee pump to try and shrink back down into bikini after outgrowing it through lockdown. Um, and then yeah, it it was after that. It was just like. I remember being on, on and it's nothing against the girl at the time I look at muscle completely differently but I was still in, in that headspace of like you know muscle is a scary thing and the girl that won the overall for the wellness class that day was absolutely stacked i think she'd come down from figure and they were like yeah no you need to do wellness and i was like like no offense but i don't want to look like that like i, I uh, that's not my goal um and i was like i want to do bikini like and they were like, yeah, but when you stand on a stage like this, you you like you look so out of place. And he was like, if you're on a, a pro stage, it wouldn't be as bad. But like even your height, like your actual structure, like the fact that you haven't trained legs and your legs still look like that, like your genetics are saying you need to do the wellness division. You don't get a say. To be honest, it's either like do the wellness division or don't bodybuild because it's gonna pull you in that direction no matter what you do. Yeah. So I was just like, ah. Oh fine you know just do it then so but obviously I love it now and I don't like I wouldn't want to do any other division
0: (laughs) Uh, but yeah so obviously first time you even tried it for a pro card and I'm guessing were you really trying for a pro card then or were you just doing the show and seeing what happened so the first time was obviously the British and honestly like I was just
1: I just wanted to actually compete as a wellness athlete and feel like a wellness athlete not be thrown into it yeah Um, within 24 hours so it was really just about that and i'd booked X because i was anticipating disappointment at the british i was like i'm gonna compete i'm not gonna do well so i want to feel like i'm gonna redeem myself and have another opportunity a couple of weeks later but then the british obviously went really well and then X went even better so i was like oh, uh, this is good so then after that i was like okay now i'm gonna try for a pro card because i've actually got like belief in myself when I got the pictures back from Matt Thomas from the FitX show I was like I didn't know that I actually looked like that like when I saw my tie-ins I was like because I I don't think I'd had the pictures back from the British yet and my other show was outdoors and also I wasn't training legs so it was a completely different look and I was like that looks really good like (laughs) I can actually do this so yeah, then I was like, okay, I'm actually gonna go for my pro card now. Maybe get it, maybe not. Um, and yeah, just based on the feedback that Paul Crook gave me, it was like, you'll be a you'll be a pro very soon. Just like keep at it. Um, but yeah, so I tried twice. I did Norway and I did the Amateur Olympia. Norway missed out on the overall and Amateur Olympia. Um, I came third in my class and it was just literally a lack of conditioning. Um, But that year, I don't know how I did that. I honestly don't know. I started prep in January and finished prep at the end of November. And I, I'd obviously competed, wow. yeah, April. I'd competed April, March, April. No, I competed April, August, October and November. That's
0: a long prep.
1: That's disgusting. My my body was just like, no. No, yeah.
0: had enough now. Yeah, and the next year you kind of like I remember you being like I'm just gonna have fun this year.
1: Yeah, I was like I don't I don't want the pressure. I feel like everyone was like you're gonna get a pro card, you're gonna get a pro card, you're gonna get a pro card, and I was like right, you've said it to me so much that now you've actually scared me out of even trying. Now the enjoyment process is completely gone, and I just want to enjoy body, but I just want to compete for fun. And then I remember putting like you know anonymous boxes up on um stories and stuff on the whatever it's called um and like i was always getting like passive aggressive like weren't even well they were my questions but they were like why do you compete with the shit feds like just to collect trophies like stuff like that and i'm like what are you on about like i'm literally just because i'm not going for a pro card like you think i'm like, I get, it's just so weird, and it happened so many times to the point where I just stopped putting them on, because I was just like, like, it's either one person or multiple people have, like, an issue with me competing with multiple federations. <laughs>
0: it's really weird as well to be like, oh, that federation is shit because it doesn't have a pro card. Right, yeah. but does, like, does that really matter? Like, if someone enjoys competing with them, exactly, like, go and compete with them, go and have fun with them. Like... I- I-
1: yeah for the record not one of the federations i've competed with are a shit federation like like i've enjoyed my experience at every single one and as a competitor especially as a newbie because like everyone was acting like i had been in the game 10 years and it's just like yeah come on get on with it now i'm like whoa like i started this like 12 months ago give me a second Uh... um And yeah, I think you should, you know, experience everything that the sport has to offer. Because at the end of the day, exactly the situation I'm in now, I would have a hell of a lot less experience. A hell of a lot, like, in terms of, like, stage time, but also where my physique is at, where my posing's at. And I'd I'd have a pro card in a federation where I'm at the bottom of the pecking order just constantly getting last call outs because i'm inexperienced like i didn't i didn't want to just like i did at the time but i'm glad i didn't just like turn up get a pro card and that's my the fun bodybuilding you know yeah. go around competing all over the uk aspect gone forever like
0: yeah i think it's it's good to experience that um and also as a coach as well, to be able to have done different federations. Yeah. Your are Like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this one. You can give them your advice and be like, oh, yeah, so I did this, that one and I found like it was like this or like that. And like obviously you did some kind of more fitness fashion-y ones. Yeah. Um, and then you've got that experience of like that as well, because not every – like if you go and compete only with the IFBB, you're not going to do like the ball gown round or the what yeah. other one was it was don't get it? me wrong I hate that I'm not that person like oh I know still... but it still gives you that experience doesn't it <laughs> that you wouldn't have had had you not done it do you know what I mean yeah yeah no that's true but I'm so I'm so not like
1: wear, wear a dress type of <laughs> like I'll wear a dress but I don't want to be like like floating about on stage in a dress it's so out of my comfort zone um yeah, that's not for me. But so this year I did, sorry, last year I did um my mind's gone blank. I did my PCA regional, then I did my two no two Bros Regional, then PCA regional, back to back. Um, and then I flew to Spain, did the NPC European. So I came second in two Bros, one PCA, um second out of two. <laughs> Yay. Um, and then yeah, first in PCA first at the NPC European and yeah that one was um well put it this way so whatever his name is uh, he like posts he like does like live streams on um different NPC events about people yeah. getting their profiles or pro shows or whatever and I remember like he was obviously watching a live stream and don't get me wrong like I wasn't um I wasn't, like, to be fair, that was probably my leanest look, but my leanest look was also my flattest look. Okay. So, like, the day after that show, I looked a hell of a lot better, but I couldn't put the carbs in without holding water. And then if we were too aggressive on, the like, getting the water off, I would go flat. So it's just, like, it was a balancing act. And obviously, I was working with Josh for the first time. We were just trying different things to see what works best. But anyway, so... That was another show where I'd got on stage, took two steps on, both calves cramped, like just sh- sh- shot straight up my leg, and obviously the posing side of things is like the most important part to me. If I pose well and I don't win, I can come away happy. If I've won and I've posed shit, I'll be I will be pissed off. Do yeah. you know what I mean? the most important part. So. The fact that i fucked up my eye walk when I'd planned to obviously buy the footage because it's sick. I was fuming, like I was was so angry and I was in so much pain as well, but I was the first one on. So I did my eye walk. I was like, like trying to not show that I was in absolute agony. Um, And then I obviously stood on the side of the stage while the other girls were doing theirs. And um, I was just like like joe's got a video of it but i was just like kicking my like heel on the floor to try and like knock my calf back out like just releasing off the calf, oh, yeah, yeah. really, like stuck like that so i was like trying to like bang it and bang it out and obviously being stood in heels it's like just to stay there, yeah so anyway but they were comparing us and i was on the outside so it was looking like i was in second place and then i got moved to the middle so i was a bit like mm like nah like i fucked it up like this girl looks absolutely insane because obviously i can see her on the screen Mm. she's like bigger than me um maybe not glute wise but like quad wise Her quads were massive like hamstrings are massive i was looking at her backstage she had like full striated glutes now when you're stretching over yeah you can see striations but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see them when she's just like posing kind of like softly because obviously they don't want to see striations but obviously seeing a girl like that, I was like, OK, well, I've definitely lost, but that's fine because I get to eat after this. So it's no problem. Um, <laughs> but Anyway, so I get put into the middle. We do the walk back. We do the walk forward again. And it was an American judge that was in the middle. Now, obviously, there's tends to be a general pattern in Europe, the harder, leaner like grainier yeah. girls tend to be favored and in america it's obviously more to the criteria and i wasn't perfect in terms of like the look that i brought but i was obviously closer to the criteria than she was because she was a bit too hard and her quads were overpowering to her glutes Um, and did the live stream and was like um put like a, a poll on and i didn't even click it because i'm like i'm not gonna Upset myself by seeing the result, but he was literally like, um, "Oh, the uh, the the soft girl has been moved into the middle. Um, if they if they let her win, then the criteria is completely changed. Now it's Bill that's judging. He judges the Olympia. Like I think he's gonna know a little bit more than this guy. But okay, like you, like, during I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna." Entertain it. Um, but he'd like put a and like who who do you think is should win? So obviously obviously I was just ignoring it. Then obviously he's still doing the live stream when the results come on and he's like, Oh my god, the soft girl one, like this is crazy. And I was just like it's I was like, I know. So then the irony of it was, um, and you can keep all this in, um, he's he's never gonna listen to it. And if he does, good, because I hopefully I get to say it to him one day. But anyway, <laughs> um when i then won my pro card in, in denmark he put on a story saying oh fantastic um or oh, incredible new wellness pro and i'm like oh the incredible new wellness pro like that same that same wellness girl that was soft girl that shouldn't have won in like you know that you were absolutely ripping to pieces not like the few three, three weeks ago i was just like okay because i was actually leaner at in spain arguably i was a lot of a lot fuller in Denmark um but yeah I, it was just like okay like... Well. when
0: you're doing a live stream I'm not being funny but like what you can see in person and what yeah. you can see on a live stream are two completely fucking different things
1: yeah and the worst part was really they were doing the live stream of the screen they weren't doing the live stream of the of the athletes what? We were live streaming the screen, so that's already like causing a bit yeah. of a blur. And then on top of that, and like my my, I was a lot lot darker than her as well. And Josh even said he was like, I think you've gone like a little bit too dark on the tan. It's it's blurring some of your lines. So like that, when you look at the overall lineup, like the girl who won class B and therefore won the pro card, when I was stood next to her, it looked like I was tanned and she hadn't put any tan on. Whereas in person she looked really brown, do you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd gone overboard at <laughs> the time as well. um. But even still, like, yeah, it was just like, that was the first time I'd experienced, like, someone, like, going in a bit, and I was just like, okay, that's really rude, but never mind.
0: I just think that's mad to live stream the top of the thing, the, the screen, and then be like... Well, she's really soft. Like, yeah. like you're literally not going to be able to see that. I know it, it. It's the fact that you sat there going, "the
1: the guy who judges the Olympia, I know better than him." That's basically what you're saying.
0: Like, but the cause... criteria as well. Like, that's what annoys me because, like, the criteria, and this is what annoys me in bikini a lot as well, isn't really fucking hard. It's not. No. It's not serrations in your glutes. It's not dug-out hamstrings. It's not separated quads. It's not at all it's like a nice glute ham tie-in nice separation in the shoulder not too capped out like in bikini it's not all this dugout leanness it's not like do you know if it was the most fucking conditioned like person wins you might as well go and like fucking join weight watchers then (laughs) but it's not is it like there's so much more to it than that and like you said if her quads were overpowering her glutes that you should never obviously with wellness it's slightly different because it's not like, your lower body should be more dominant. But, like, you shouldn't have a dominant body part. And even in wellness, like, yes, your legs are more dominant from your upper, but your quads shouldn't be overpowering your glutes. You shouldn't be like, oh, my God, she's got great glutes. Well, you should yeah. should be like, the whole leg looks great, you know? Exactly, exactly. But if there was one
1: vocal part of the lower body, and, like, Tyler Munyan has said this himself, he was like, like, we don't want you to have big quads or big hamstrings. But if there was one part that was going to be a little bit more developed than the than the rest, it would be the glutes. And he was like, Francielle has, like, the, the best glutes in the world. And, obviously, that's partly why why she is the best. And he was like, if you're confused about the criteria and what you're reading, look at her. If you're bigger than her, you're too big. If you're leaner than her, you're too lean. Do you know what I mean? He was like, it's very clear. This is the criteria in an individual. Like, it, it couldn't be more obvious. Yeah. So, like... If we then break it down to that, who was closer to her on the day? I I was. Yeah, I could have been fuller. Yeah, I could have been a, a, a tad leaner as well. Um, but at the end of the day, the other girl was a lot bigger than her, a lot leaner than her. Um, so yeah, it just that's how it worked. And presentation. I only I honestly think physique aside, I posed my way into first place because I was watching on the screen and. I I just like especially when you transition to the back and then you do the walk back and obviously landing your back pose I I just it was very very fluid like I I'd mastered that bit like I did that bit perfect and obviously I was watching the other girls at the same time and it wasn't that they were bad I just feel like I didn't hesitate because I obviously I practiced relentlessly and I just I feel like I might have posed my way into like that might have given me that little bit of an edge so yeah absolutely
0: like people don't people don't necessarily, they're like, oh, posing's just that bit on the end. I'm like, it is. But when you're looking at, like, these really good shows, like you said then, like, you reckon you posed yourself from the first place, and, like, that's totally doable. Um, They reckon, Laura Lee at the Olympia should have come, like, 11th or something, and she posed her way up into, like, 5th place, wouldn't she? 4th place, yeah. 4th place, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Presentation as well. Like, the... The, it sounds like I'm digging the girl out. It's it's more for like the education of people listening. Like, yeah. don't have your hair color that's similar to your skin when you when you have a tan. And um, make sure that your bikini complements the hair color as well. Like, if everything just blends in, nothing's popping. Like, it's whereas like I'd and it was the first kind of like time I had that look. I had like my dark wig on with which is just the same as this hair, but obviously without my fringe um and the red bikini like I'd never done that look before and that that's definitely like my best look and it just yeah it it just worked that day so like with the person and presentation I just feel like that's what gives me
0: yeah and I think it does look different with talent doesn't it because one of my clients she did the NFM Wales and in person when she was like she's gonna hate me for saying it but pale you know no (laughs) talent (laughs) on like her hair looked red it looked like really nice but when she was on stage like with the tan on I was like like she she said she was getting her hair done anyway and I was like mate you need to get your hair done like a different color because it literally looked so brown against the tan it looked like but still with that red undertone but like the tan's got quite a red undertone so yeah. her hair just looked like the same color as her tan and I was like yeah mate you need to like get your hair dyed like when they do it like put more red toner on it because it it was just blending in too much then when she did that it looks so much better
1: yeah it does like I've got a client that's the same like she's got like a uh, ready hair now and she's like I'm going back blonde for for when I compete it's because it's just it needs to be darker it needs to be light and honestly like I, I just recommend to anyone that doesn't want to dye their hair to just wear a wig like I've I always compete with wigs purely so I don't have to like fuss about my hair i don't want to straighten it can't i can't straighten my own hair one it'll never stay straight for more than 10 minutes um but it's also too long and then i don't want to curl it because the curls drop out and then it's just like a weird shit wave like it is now basically (laughs) um and then it's not like neat enough for stage so the easiest way to especially if you're doing show after show after show after show you don't want to just be bashing your hair constantly with with heat then you know you just wear a wig um nice and easy five minutes to do hair with that so yeah that'll be my recommendation
0: i'm just gonna straighten mine mine stays straight nicely but it won't hold a cow anymore this yeah. is bleach bleaching it's ruined i think
1: but at least like your hair will stay straight it needs to be straight curly or purposely wavy yeah. but the like the humidity look which is the look that i rock on most days is not the one for stage
0: so okay. see that's what if mine's tied up you're not gonna see. It. I just get like these frizzies that like don't tie up, and yeah. it's like all the time I just have frizzies. I'm, oh, <laughs> um, do you feel this is my next question for you? Do you feel like wellness is properly represented at most shows?
1: No, I I even think people still don't fully
0: understand what the wellness criteria
1: is which i find hard to believe at this point because it's just like
0: so much information out there yeah like how Even how many i times... to put them together like come on <laughs> yeah like we you know not understand know. what understand. it's like
1: yeah I, I mean this is the thing as harsh as this sounds if you've gone through a body transformation there are federation and you want to get on stage there are federations that cater for that and you will literally have specific classes that are body transformation classes. But if you're not prepared to get, to actually look at the criteria and meet the criteria, you can you cannot stop dieting at six weeks, 16 weeks out and then hop on stage. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's not just about like for your own sake, you have to put the effort in because like, what's the first thing that happens when that goes on social media the person that's out of shape gets absolutely rinsed, confidence will be absolutely shot to bits, and they'll never want to do it again when they could have just done a, a show like, say,
0: you know, Pure Elite or Miami Pro, something like that. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Say again. FMC do transformation as well.
1: Yeah, let me just put this phone in airplane mode because it's going big, big, bing. Um, But yeah, so, you know, there's this like federations that will cater for that but you're just setting yourself up for such like like i don't know beyond an emotional rollercoaster just absolute ridicule online um because yeah people are ruthless especially from behind a computer screen and yeah but wellness is just like the it's become like the cop-out class and it's, this yeah. is the other thing like I have some girls come to me and they'll say, like, right, I want to compete in wellness this year. And I'm like, okay, like, let's see where you're at. And I'm like, okay, you cannot compete in wellness this year. Like, if you want to compete in wellness, you're looking at, like, the end of next year earliest. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I really wanted to do it this year. And I'm like, well, that's honestly fine, but I'm not going to coach you to get on stage this year to not fit the criteria. So then they'll go elsewhere, and that's totally fine. And then I have other girls that will... like are so close to like you can see the potential in them straight away and i'm and they'll be like i just don't feel big enough i like i think i should do bikini and i might make like you cannot do bikini if you if you want to stop training like in the next 12 weeks and then not you know not progress from there on out then yeah we'll go for bikini but if you actually enjoy training and you enjoy progressing you cannot do bikini and expect to have longevity in that class um It's just funny how, like, people's perceptions of themselves and like where they're at in relation to the criteria can be so different.
0: Yeah, but there is, I think, like I said to you before we started, like, there's very few in the UK I feel that are like really good wellness girls. Like, I really do think like you're very few and far between. A lot Mm -hmm. of the girls, and I've judged like hundreds of wellness girls that have gone on stage in that class, but are they actually wellness girls? Wow. The ones that I've invited on the podcast are. And, um... <laughs> so if you're
1: not on, you know what Molly thinks. And be basically.
0: No, I'm joking. No, there's one or two <laughs> people that I actually think are really good, but I don't know them. So I'm like, oh, I only really have people yeah. that I know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They might be um... busy or they might not want to come on. They might be great. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, th- there is like a handful of you that are really, really good. And then there's a lot that just... Uh-huh. I'm not, not and it's not I mean it's not me being horrible it's me being truthful that a lot of people come in like you said and they're just not in condition they say like oh yeah but wellness isn't as conditioned no it is it's conditioned but when you've only got two people on that stage and neither of them fit the criteria one of them still got to win and one exactly. of them still got to come second and then you think because that person won that's what we want and it's not it's just exactly. that's all I had to judge from. Um, yeah, and bikini girls that just haven't trained their upper body, like yeah. that. I see. I think I think just bikini girls, Some bikini girls get on stage and they look
1: like genuinely they've never set foot in the gym, and I'm just like, it's not it's not a dieting con- competition. Do you know what I mean? I and mean, we all have to start somewhere, but you need a at least a small base level of muscle, like otherwise you just literally dieting down to bone i honestly feel like that it's it's not healthy either way like obviously getting to that body fat level but i just feel like if you're walking around an actual skeleton with no muscle holding holding you up it's just it's i don't know just spend more time in off season it, it's really uh, just a waste of time otherwise
0: um i've seen it in a lot i saw a girl in figure this year i've seen a couple of girls in figure sorry last year that i was just like you've not even got the muscle mass for bikini like there's you know, toned figure, and I'm like, it's just skin and bone. Like, yeah. you need to train, and even like people be like, oh yeah, but I'm natural, so I'm not going to grow the muscle. Yeah, you can, like, shut up. Yeah, a lot of muscle naturally.
1: Yeah, I've I've up until this year, I've never been assisted in off season. I've on like all the growing that I've done has always been natural. And I'll literally be assisted from two weeks out until I do my last show. So it'll be like six to eight weeks. But I'm not growing any muscle between shows, that's for sure. just surviving. (laughs) On fresh air. Um, Yeah, literally.
0: Um, So yeah, it's just important to say, because I think people are, I think now especially people are pushing more and more drugs and I'm having more and more calls with girls and speaking to girls that are... because the amount of drugs they're taking and been pushed on them yeah you really don't need much no you don't
1: i I find it crazy like the amount of coaches that tell athletes that they're natural they'll be like oh yeah i've never used anything i'm natural so i'm looking to do the natural federations and i'm like okay cool and then i'll give them the consultation form they fill it in like are you taking any supplements at the moment and then it's like actually i've been taking t3 t4 clenbutrel l-carnitine i'm like hold on a second like (sighs) wait you said you're a natural like oh yeah my coach said I was natural I was like no that ship sailed like many many friggin assistances ago um but yeah it's it's crazy people just get straight away go for for, like that's why I am honest about what I've what i've done and what i do because i think a lot of people will look at especially the progress i made from 2022 to 2023 and be like oh she must have took loads of gear like i i can show you my anonymous thing now and there's like about 16 un like unanswered questions that are all much the same thing. Like, how much assistance have you used? When did you start? Like, and like, there's only so many times I can say the same thing over and over again. But the muscle that I, I have built has been naturally, so it is a hundred percent doable. You, like, you don't need gear to grow that tissue. Yeah. Um, I literally just use it to preserve it, or I did. Now, obviously, I, I am going to use it in in an off season whilst I've got a whole year off. But yeah.
0: Yeah, be but it's, also, looking at it, it's where you are in your journey you're now a pro Yeah, so like you're because I, I hate it on first timers i hate it when it's like first timers and they're stacking loads of fucking gear because i'm like you might get on stage and absolutely hate it never do this again and if you're running that much gear as a first time i can guarantee you it's probably not great and they've probably told you to take stupid amounts and you'll probably now fuck yourself for life yeah so like you've done that for what like at least like you've got those training like i think training years is something that's really important um because people don't look at that they're just like oh yeah like i want to compete so therefore i need gear. And it's like okay but how long have you actually been training oh, i've only been training like a year or two like you've yeah got a time that you can still be pushing naturally before you need to put anything in i
1: i honestly think it's wild when people have been going to the gym a year and then they decide they want to compete i'm like You've literally got our gym membership two minutes ago. Like, how are you now? Like, feeling like you're this? I don't know. I suppose it's because it's like a different era now because of social media. Everybody wants to compete just because it's fashionable. Yeah. like <laughs> And then obviously everybody gets humbled when they actually go through a prep and it's like, oh yeah, this looked a lot more fun when I watched it on Instagram. Like yeah, it it does look fun from the outside. Um. But I, I do enjoy it, but obviously unless you like I I always get it when like obviously somebody is like, okay, I want to achieve this by this amount of time, but they're checking in late, they're you know, just oh I didn't stick to my diet or I had like four off plan meals this week or uh, the excuse, 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 excuse. Yeah. Why? Because but you're talking to me about like heels and um booking shade and makeup I'm like Let's just let's just do the diet first.
0: Like uh, you know what I mean? Like let's I get you back. completely, completely. And like you can see as well, there's people that are just like, Yeah, but I just that you that are doing it because it's a trend and they're like, Oh yeah, but like and then they're like, Why am I not growing? Like some of the other girls. And you're like, but you don't fucking train hard. You don't stick to your plan, you're out every weekend drinking. And I think yeah. the problem is, as well, you've got on social media, is everything is, like, everyone's got an opinion, and, it like, to have an opinion on a social media as well now, it's got to be extreme. So you've got to be even an extreme bodybuilder who's never had an off-plan meal in their life, um, <laughs> and when they do it, it's sushi, which, can I just say, is fucking shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or everything's about life season, and you just go to the gym, like, a couple times a week, and you just intuitively eat and then you can still drink at the weekends and I'm like people that are doing well who go in this like quote-unquote life season they've already got that muscle mass there so Mm. they can have a bit more like freedom they're probably a bit more genetically gifted than you and then I'm not saying that you have to be a robot but for some people like maybe you need to kind of go a little bit more down that route Yeah, 100%. Like, I see like bikini girls like training like Laura Lee. You're
1: forgetting Laura Lee has got too much muscle. She's trying to like pull back. So, you doing your 2.5 biscuit plate RDLs is doing absolutely fuck all. Like, you need to be training like your actual life depends on it, but just to put on a small amount of muscle. And some people just forget, oh, bikini, I don't want to get too big. Like, no. You look big enough during off season. I guarantee
0: it's a bit of body fat. It'll come off. The muscle, however, needs to be built. Like, I think the more yeah. you get into it as well. Like even in off season, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really big enough. I think I need to be bigger. I think yeah. I still need to be bigger.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That that's another thing. When I when I put a story on the other day, um, like because this is the other thing. You know, you know you said about obviously wellness girls winning shows, Someone has to win. Yeah. In the Pro League, obviously, Mass Monsters will win shows because, yeah, they're on stage with a load of Mass Monsters. But that doesn't mean that the criteria is suddenly changed. Like, until somebody beats Francielli at the Olympia, she is the standard, period. So, like, it doesn't matter who wins shows in the meantime. Unless unless a Mass Monster wins the Olympia, nothing's changed. And it's just, like... That's why a lot of like the decent amateurs will think like, oh, well, I'm I'm nowhere near. I'm not good enough. I'm not big enough because they're looking at these girls that are winning shows that are absolutely humongous and just thinking like, oh, that's where I need to get to, and it always seems to be forgotten. Um, but yeah, when I put that story on, everyone was like, well, why are you taking a year off if if you don't need to grow that much? And I'm like, do you know how long it takes to grow a little bit of muscle like? what you want to just have a 12-week like push and then just be like oh I've just gained an inch around my quads let me just go into another prep like it's not how it, people just underestimate the actual amount of time it takes
0: to do yeah.
1: like yeah I, I need a small amount of muscle but in hindsight a small amount takes a long long time
0: yeah absolutely and like the thing is as well, like when you are in off season, like you do look bigger because you've got water sat in the muscle. You've got loads of glycogen stored in the muscle. Like people, like when you get post-show, like this post-show rebound and like everyone gains like fucking 20 kilograms of muscle in a week, right? you, you haven't, your muscles are just looking a bit fuller because you were probably, and I'm not saying like you were flat at show, but like you probably are always going to be running on a flatter side of like bursting full because realistically, as a female you've got to have it and even as a male now as well you've got to have a tight waist if i'm full of food like my waist is going to blow out so i'm going to be slightly flat yeah so you are just like you think like oh like you know a few weeks of training like you just grow loads you haven't really like when you strip that back down again you have not grown.
1: you need time 100% 100% like the amount of this is another thing about like timelines as well like people are like oh can we just push starting prep back two weeks I just want to get the most out of this growth phase I'm like do you know how much fat you can lose in two weeks compared to how much muscle you're going to yeah. build like come on let's just, let's just get started and get a head start like you're not building like a whole kilo of muscle in two weeks like come on. No,
0: but realistically as well at the start of prep you're not losing muscle either like those first no. two weeks like there's going to be no difference yeah like you'll lose fat but you ain't gonna lose muscle in two weeks if you do like I'm really concerned what's going on there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the- funny. I'm still like hitting pbs on prep until I'm. Um... <laughs> so, have you got any advice for anyone that's looking to do wellness first of all
1: um Make sure you have done a dieting phase. before. Well, it depends where you are on your journey. If you've just decided, right, I'm going to be a wellness athlete, I'm going to compete. Make sure you, one, get a coach. Make sure you do a dieting phase with that coach so that you can see how much tissue you actually have. Start posing from day dot because honestly like i'm four years in four and a bit years in to be fair and i'm only just now happy with my posing um and i still like i could still pick apart every single routine that i did when i got on stage last year like i i can find a million faults with it um and that's after uh, and that's knowing it like the back of my hand so practice your posing make sure you know what the posing is for the federations that you want to compete with and make sure you understand what those federations are offering and what restrictions could be in place once you've actually acquired a certain status with said federation. Um, you know, for example, you could get a, it was a GBO pro card. What is it with NFM now?
0: WFF, I want to say. W, w, WFF. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Okay. So that pro card, um, you can still then compete with any other federation. PCA pro card. There used to be more of a restriction. I do believe now you can compete as an amateur with you know other federations, but that could change in the future. Um, so you know, make the most out of it, out of your kind of competitive journey before you know going down a certain route. And then with IFBB, as I am now, um, I obviously will be fully committed to that IFBB pro league and won't be competing with anyone else ever again so you know if I'd have got achieved that on like my second ever show um, my bodybuilding journey and experience would have been very different so just make sure you do your research and you know really like kind of be aware of like what th- how different federations are going to like send you down different routes and yeah. um, what they're. So,
0: yeah no, it's, it's, I was going to say this earlier when you said it but like you know they said like, everything in life happens for a reason and like If you'd won that pro card, you wouldn't have done that FitX show, and then because you met Joey at that FitX show,
1: yeah, exactly, you might
0: have never met. And like, like you're engaged now, so congratulations on that. But like, (laughs) that would have never happened if you'd won that pro card. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and that's like what's what's mad about life. Yeah, everything happens
1: for a reason. And like, I'm I'm currently the only wellness athlete in the UK um that has the well it was GBO but I guess WFF pro card PCA pro card and IFBB pro card so nobody else has got like all three of those and I wouldn't be able to say that had I of you know won that pro card way back when so yeah everything definitely happens for a reason
0: oh, and these are the last two questions that I've got yeah. on the podcast. so what does the wellness division mean to you
1: wellness division first
0: of all I believe that it's the if
1: there's any like kind of division where it chooses you it's definitely wellness like I physically cannot compete in a different federation I am low body dominant genetically built that way and that is why the division was created in the first place it's for the girls that naturally carry more mass on the lower half so I'm. It's the only division that's disproportionate, like upper to lower, um, and I'm. I'm just so grateful that that was actually created. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to bodybuild, or I wouldn't be able to train. I'd have to not. You know, just, yeah, but... yeah. Not. I can't. I can't even train up and out. because my. They told me my shoulders were too big when I was in bikini as well. So I'd <laughs> literally be a bodybuilder that didn't attend the gym. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Um yeah. It just it means the absolute world to me to be honest it's yeah i I feel like my height and like francie ellie she's class a i feel like my height my genetics everything has has led me to this and um yeah the fact that i wanted to be an olympian when i was a little kid and and now i potentially could be just in a completely different capacity is a
0: a real full circle but when you say that actually quite a few of you because obviously you're like class a um, Cassie Evans, she must be about the same height as you. Yeah. Uh, Danny Pickstock, I know obviously you competed against. Yeah. Uh Chloe Pickstock, like you're all um more vertically challenged, aren't you? We are. <laughs> it's a
1: lot easier to put mass on a small frame than it is on a on a taller frame. And the your muscle buildings are just so much rounder when you're shorter as well. Um, so yeah, literally built for this division.
0: Which yeah. Great. And the final question I have is if anyone could take something away from this podcast today, what would it be? I would say. um,
1: No matter what result you get, especially at your first show, don't give up because you never know how, you know, the process is going to pan out, how the journey is going to pan out. And Even if you come like I did dead last, it may even be that it is the division for you and you are in the right place. You're just not, you know competitive in that one lineup, that doesn't dictate your journey going forward. And if you found that you love the routine of you can't love just the stage. You have to love the routine, you have to love the diet, you have to love the training, you have to love the structure that bodybuilding brings you. And I really just I really do think it makes you a well-rounded individual and when you are a bodybuilder, just it, it translates to every aspect of your life. So if you find that you do get that from this process, don't give it up just because you don't get the result you want on on one particular day. Um but yeah the other the other caveat to that is also when you do get said result, don't be a, a shall we say soul laser like I was because yeah. I cried backstage. So yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> don't make comments about something you've seen <laughs> on <laughs> a video of a video. <laughs> yeah and that as well. Yeah don't do that. That's mean. <laughs> that was very mean. <laughs> very mean. Yeah. We don't like it, but thank you so much for coming on here, Mia, and sharing obviously your whole journey, experiences, and knowledge on this podcast. And I'm sure it's going to help loads of people and spread more kind of awareness of what the wellness class really is, what people really want. um Because I know it's a class that a lot of people love, and I know um you're a guest that a lot of my my girls that I know were, are going to want to be listening to. So, thank you so much. It's been a joy to have you on. Um, where can people find you if they want to drop your message about anything at all so instagram name is
1: mm, i don't even know Mia Blair underscore ifbb pro never get bothered saying that one <laughs> um, <laughs> i have a youtube channel as well which i very rarely post on but that is Mia Blair underscore team NPC. um and yeah that's pretty much the two platforms i operate from so yeah you
0: on tiktok yeah
1: i'm on tiktok but i just like it's it's such a dangerous platform i try to not go on it because i just
0: it's very distracting i don't post on it but it's very distracting to be on so yeah yeah do you know i I try for a bit and then i'm just like oh it doesn't really get anywhere so i just kind of then get a bit fed up then i'll try again for a bit yeah that's it I, i just prefer to like browse rather than actually post myself yeah but thanks so much for coming on um thank you everyone for listening if you've enjoyed this please share on your stories tag me and me and mia in it um and follow the podcast for our next wellness guest as well but thank you so much goodbye